This is Discussions on the Firewater Network, where we talk to those crafting the future of the spirits industry. And now, here's your host. This is Zachary Farley. We're doing something a little different with this podcast. Rather than go behind the scenes with the entrepreneurs who are making the craft spirits we all enjoy, with this show, we're going to be speaking with the gatekeepers for spirit makers, the bartenders and bar managers who decide which alcohols to carry and which to highlight. Today, I'm happy to be speaking with a bartender I've gotten to know over the course of many nights at her bar, probably more than I care to admit. Megan Walsh of the Plan B Bar in Prospect Heights neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Megan. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Megan, what kind of bar is Plan B? How would you describe it? I'd definitely say it's more on the divier side, but it's definitely a sports bar. You say dive lovingly, though, right? Oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> no, no. I was saying it's one of my favorite type of bars to come in. Just very relaxed. You know that you don't have to be like dressed any certain way. <laughs> like yeah. the guy next to you might or may not have pants on. Like you just don't know. Like, <laughs> you just it's don't okay. Know. Yeah. But yeah, there's like no a, judgments at Plan no, B. There's a bunch of TVs. It's really great for sports. We're we're really nice about what we put on. If you have some obscure thing that we have, mm-hmm. we'll put it on. It's a cool, relaxed atmosphere, kind of divey bar. Yeah, very cool. And that's why I like to come here. <laughs> I've yeah. definitely uh, been able to catch basketball, baseball, and hockey all happening at the same time. There's always something that's going to be on. Yeah. Cool. Well, would you say your drinks program is mostly focused on beers or spirits? Yeah. What do you guys tend to serve here? I would definitely say more beer. Maybe it's like 60-40. Definitely people usually order a lot more beer, but like usually a beer and a shot or maybe something neat. And then, of course, there's some people who just like want Long Islands and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, which is fine. That's okay. Yeah. No judgment. No judgment. No, <laughs> no judgment. Cool. That has a lot of it. They love alcohol so much so they want it all, all in one it. glass. <laughs> they want all of it. All at once. <laughs> they want all the drinks. <laughs> With a little Diet Coke for color, of course. Yeah, yeah. just a little tiny bit. <laughs> Actually, sometimes people complain about that. They're like, oh, really? That's they like too much. What are you doing? Don't dilute it. Don't dilute that. Anything else but booze. So with that in mind then, how do you kind of decide which alcohol is the stock for that 40% for when the people want to come in and get a mixed drink or do a shot? What decisions go into your mind as I look back behind your bar? How do you decide those were the bottles you were going to have here? I'd like to say it's because people request it, but it's totally not. I don't know exactly what it is. For a long time, like we'll have what we have, Mm -hmm. which maybe this is like an attribute of the old man sports bar. Like we have what we have. Get out (laughs) of here. You don't like it, get out. But uh, we have what we have. And then people are like, you know, you got Ciroc. And we're like, no, no, no. And we we just, we have never gotten Ciroc. (laughs) But we do. But then we get other things. Uh And so I don't know. I think it's like, we're kind of stubborn on on some level. But when we do get a lot of people like, come on, get this, get this, we're like, all right, we'll try it out. And then when we do, people buy it. And we're like, oh, (laughs) wow, that works out. Why don't we do that more? (laughs) So there's the brands that you know, and you Mm -hmm. think, okay, our customers are going to want these brands. Yeah. But then you kind of wait for people to come in and really request things. So word of mouth is really important. It's definitely a big thing that we just got, which is so crazy. Like we, we just got this new thing. Wow. Who's ever heard of that one? I don't, Tito's vodka. (laughs) It's it's probably one of those, 
I think we just rolled our eyes because we're like, oh, I'm gluten free. Like, <laughs> but we got it, and never mm-hmm. been people. And now people it. are, yeah. <laughs> we have made people happy. I don't know why we're so like, ah, forget you, get out, get out of here, get out of, <laughs> get out of my bar. We don't have that. You here. know what? They don't go though. When we ask them to leave, yeah, they, they still, still don't. They're like, no, I'll fine. I'll have your shitty drinks. I'll order the other thing that you have back. Fine. Yeah. And that's what we used to bank on. But now we try to make people happy. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good thing to do, I would think. <laughs> and I, you must be making people happy because I see yeah. people here frequently. So. Yeah. We yeah. just got Stella in the bottle. Mm-hmm. And people love that. They just yeah. like, they're like, yes, Stella. That's been requested for so long. Yeah. And huh. it's like, no, we have Corona and Heineken. Yeah. Now we have Stella. <laughs> so what is your resistance to it? Is it a price point issue? Like, yeah, like, it so is. What, what, so how yeah. much does price point kind um, of factor yeah. into I probably should have said that. Yeah, it does have to do with the price. And it's more my boss than me, like, being that. Like, I wouldn't care. All right. I also don't really push for it either. I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, it's probably expensive. It's probably expensive. That's why you don't have it. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you kind of get to uh, the spirits you actually stock here in the bar. When you set up your bar behind you, how do you decide how those bottles are displayed? What decisions go into that as far as, is it reachability, easeability of pouring? Because as a spirits producer, I want to walk into a bar and I want to see my spirit. I want to see my bottle in the front best and center. Place. Yeah, yeah exactly. best place possible. How do you decide well, on that? Usually, I would say our more expensive ones are up on the top shelf. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is kind of just in order from like vodka. It goes like vodka, rum on one side and then whiskey, bourbon, Gin on the other. That's just how it, no really rhyme or reason. That's just how it is. Yeah. yeah, And it's everything, you can see pretty much everything. It's kind of a small bar. You can see everything from like the middle seat, maybe not the side seats, but the middle (laughs) seat. It's really, but yeah, you can see pretty much everything from there. And that's so the only thing different is like the more expensive liquors are in like in the middle up top. Mm -hmm. Okay, so top shelf. If someone is aimed for a price point that's higher, then just that, a little uh, bit, yeah, yeah, like maybe a dollar more. It than kind of influences else. where it yeah. goes on the bar, though. So yeah, so oh, price point yeah. plays into that. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. So this isn't a distilled spirits question, but it's something I've always wondered about. How do you decide which beers go on tap? Oh well, a lot of people love like, of course, the regular ones. This is a, like a divey sports bar. We're gonna mm-hmm. have Budweiser, Coors Light. Yeah. The reason we have Coors Light as opposed to Bud Light and Miller Light is because people will actually be like, "Do you have a Coors Light?" And I'm like, "Oh no, we have Miller Light." Mm-hmm. Thinking they'll be like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" They're like, "No, forget about it." Actually, Whoa. and like people have. That's the one time where people are like, oh, I'll come back another time when you have Coors Light. Like, what? what? <laughs> that is so ridiculous. Yeah. All right. But people who like Blue Moon, mm-hmm. we have Shock Top all the time okay. um, instead. It's just, it's cheaper. That's yeah. the only reason. And, but it's um, like your half of ice. It, it's your yeah, wheat beer that so, you keep on top. But those yeah. people are like, oh, we have Shock Top. They're like, all right, that's fine. For some reason, um, Coors Light drinkers are like super picky. Oh, that's interesting. I, I like Coors Light. I yeah, don't mind it, but sure. I I would never be like Miller Light Patui. No, <laughs> yeah. like no way. So when, when you when you rotate in a new beer, though, how do you decide which one of those do you get rotated? Oh, in? a new it usually has a lot to do with the season. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like we had a Abita Pecan Harvest, which was really good. Okay, that was for fall, and we always have, especially during the winter, we try to have a cider on tap. Yeah, we have Angry Orchard mm-hmm. cider. We usually, uh, a pumpkin one, of course, for Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. A nice seasonal release, yeah. Which is delicious. Mm-hmm. It's good. So you kind of rotate it out based on seasons and what, yeah. uh, like, does your distributor kind of play a role in that? Oh, They'll tell yeah, you, yeah. Um, They'll these be are like, the beers like, that we have. You have to have the winter ale for that. And we're like, all right, that's, you that's good. You have to. Yeah, yeah. we have to. <laughs> 
And we're like, oh, I guess we have to. Yeah, so, he said so. Now we, we're like, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> but okay, we'll do it because people like it. Finally, we're getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so those are kind of the things that go into your decision making as far as what beers you're going to have, how you're going to produce, put it on the back. So let's kind of shift gears and talk about how you make those decisions and how you find out about new products. So I'm a spirits producer, let's say, and I really want Plan B to carry my bourbon, my vodka, whatever. I really want you to put it in your Long Islands. How do you like salespeople to come in here and kind of pitch you on new products? What have you seen out there? What are some best practices? How do you want someone to come in and approach you with it? Free samples. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Free samples. Okay. I, yeah. If we could taste it, of course we mm-hmm. want to taste it. You want to taste it, yeah. yeah. So they shouldn't just come in with flyers, yeah. they should come in with a bottle. And, <laughs> get us a little drunk, yeah. we'll probably buy anything. If you're like, I also have the sweater, they went, okay, sure. Yeah. We're wasted. <laughs> um, no, but like, no. Do you, just... do you like the free stuff? Do you, do you oh, like yeah. the free t-shirts, coasters, that oh, kind of God. stuff? Yeah, that doesn't really like necessarily sway us on like a product like if it's mm-hmm. like super expensive but if something if they let us taste it or and it's really good we're like that's actually really good maybe like people will like that and buy it but um yeah the free t-shirts and stuff we're, we'll be like yes we buy from this person because they give us that stuff okay oh yeah totally. yeah that, that definitely influences that's great to know so uh, yeah, so come in, get you some. You guys want to taste it because obviously you're not going to make a decision blind. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. yeah, but you're happy to uh, have New York and in other states. Not every state is like this. The producer themselves can sell their product directly to you. They don't have to go through a distributor. Other states, that's not the case. But New York's kind of lucky in that way. So yeah, I guess my question is: is for that person who maybe doesn't have a distributor, doesn't have a pre-existing relationship to you, you say just come on oh, in yeah, and make sure they in. have something for you to, yeah, to sample. Definitely yeah. come in and, and uh, if you have like a good deal on something, mm-hmm. that's always okay. We're always trying to make money. Right. Well, you're in this to make money. Yeah, we want to make money. We don't want to just spend it. I guess I'm just kind of curious, what is a worst practice that you've seen? Have you ever had a bad experience with someone who's trying to sell you on a new product and you're just like, oh my God, never talk to that guy again? I guess it's kind of rude that sometimes people just assume that I'm like, maybe, I don't know if it's because I'm a woman, I'm a a very, very young woman. I don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) know. But like, you are 21, right? You do work in a I just turned 21. (laughs) No, I'm 20 years old, but 28. But when people come in and they're like, hey, like, where's your manager? Like, instead of saying, just ask me if I'm the manager, like, it's kind of rude because I do, I have worked here the longest and I probably have a little bit of a say. Mm -hmm. Just maybe put it a different way. Like, oh, hi, are you the manager? Even if you know they're not, even if they're like a 14-year-old boy, I just feel like, just give them a little like, hey, are you the manager? And then if if you're like, no, it's not me, but I could pass it on. I'd be like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. You know, Mm -hmm. like, otherwise, they're like, no, he's not here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No. (laughs) Who's that guy in the back? It doesn't matter who that guy is. Somebody tried to sell us light bulbs, and he's like, where's your manager? I'm like, how how do you know that I'm not? Yeah, right. Oh and my I god! Like, like we were talking about, like I kind of them, but I'm not. I don't really make all the executive decisions, but like that's rude. Yeah, you certainly rude. influence the decision. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And if you say not that guy. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> uh, show respect. That's uh, yeah. That's yeah kind show of, respect yeah, to everyone. To everyone, right? Yeah, even if you don't think that they're, you don't know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, you really don't. Huh. Okay, so don't be rude. That's yeah, uh, that's a great tip. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, I have a couple of questions that aren't really about the sales of spirits or anything. But they're things I've always kind of wondered about running a bar. I think I'm interested in hearing the answer. I hope my listeners are too. In your opinion, what makes a great bartender? What do you look for when you're trying to hire a new bartender? What do you think kind of goes into being a great bartender? Definitely being friendly, but also being quick. 
in a conversation, I don't think it's ever rude to be like, oh, because you're working. Right. So, oh, one second, like you're still listening. And then like to be able to come back and still have a conversation with people, not be like antisocial about it, but especially, and also not have that feeling of, like when it's busy and if you've ever walked in somewhere and they just like, like, uh, what do you want? Like that, like I just <laughs> right. hate, like, ooh, what do you want? Just like somebody who's like, oh, hey, I'm sorry if you're waiting. Who genuinely cares about people's feelings? Because that, I think at the base of people getting mad about not getting a drink, it's not because they've been waiting. It's because they feel like their feelings have been hurt right, because they yeah. haven't because they're like they haven't been acknowledged as a person. Mm-hmm. People are human beings and don't be like, I'm the gatekeeper yeah. <laughs> I'm between you and getting all your beer yeah, and all right. your stuff. But be like, you know, instead be like, you're a person. I'd really like to have you come back here because it's really cool and fun. It's actually cool and fun, yeah. And we're nice here, so. Mm-hmm. Maybe I made it sound like we're cur- curmudgeons. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But we're actually really nice. You're every, not the everybody. curmudgeons. Yeah, you're trying to keep curmudgeons from working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like places. everybody else, yeah. everybody's really sweet here. It's like a skill. Uh, sorry yeah. to talk about it, but I guess I'm, oh. I want to be polite and acknowledge you as a person. Of yeah. Course. yeah. But that, not every person who wants to be a bartender necessarily has that ability, right? To be engaging and polite, but also be able to pull away from that conversation oh, yeah, when the bar to. is flooded oh, with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like no matter what, sometimes people tell me like real, like, hey, how's your day? And I'm expecting, you know, like, yeah, it's all right, whatever. Yeah. But they're like, ah, you know, grandma's not doing well and my mom's real sad. I'm like, oh, that's right. And then all of a sudden I see like four people that need a drink. And I, I literally just go and they don't mind it. They right. really don't mind me being like, oh, I'm really sorry. Wait, let me get back to you. Yeah. Go deal with the other four people and then come back and talk about, you know, grandma. Sure. And maybe slide them a little shot. Yeah. A little shot. <laughs> Okay. Like a little shot, you know, like, sorry about your gram. Right. Like that sort of thing. So no, knowing what kind of attention to give the person yeah. and uh, what kind of uh, aid they sometimes yeah. need. Yeah. People come here to kind of forget their sorrows and yeah. so understanding or that. Or to talk about it. Or to talk it. to people. Like, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> not even forget it, but like reiterate it maybe mm-hmm. even. But then the best part is to like maybe get somebody else to sit down right next to them. Oh, okay. And then it's like, yes, now I don't have to, like, not that I don't want to talk to them. Right. It's just like I don't really have the time and definitely when it's like a big thing, mm-hmm. I don't really have like the, I want to be sensitive and yeah. not be like, wow, one second, I got to get these people liquor. So usually if they sit down next to, there's like this old guy who um like his wife is kind of sickly and he mm-hmm. always talks about it, which is okay. Like, cause I'm all like, I want to be there, you know, yeah, I absolutely. feel bad about it, but I'm always really happy when some like I'm like oh Alfred come sit here like right next to Al and then they can talk. Yeah, about you two it. talk about this. Yes, yeah. perfect. It's like and then I can get back too. to my job. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of on the flip side, that's how you bring people in and, and keep them here. Have you ever had to bounce anyone out of your bar, oh, or how do you God. remove the? You yes. know, I think that this interests me because I don't know how I would handle it. Someone's a mess, or someone's uh, causing a scene. There's been quite a few times. One time there was a guy who. I ordered a burger and he was already drunk, so I didn't give him anything to drink, but he's already drunk. And the burger, I do have to be honest, this particular day, it did take kind of a long time. Okay. But it was a well done burger. And he just kept complaining about how long it was taking. And I was getting like more and more angry because he was like not complaining to me. Mm-hmm. He was like talking about me to oh like God. everybody else in the bar and just like mumbling things. And I'm like, listen, man, it'll be out. In like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then he does it again and again. And I just got so angry. I was yeah. like, it, like it's it's on the house. Man. Like it's it's on the house. You can I'll, I'll make it to go and you can get out of here. 
And then I heard the ding, the like the, to say that it's ready. So I turn around and then he goes, bitch, don't you walk away from me? And I go, I swing around. Whoa. I said, you can get out right now. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Of course, I was, I used some choice words. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, said, right, you right. You can get right out right now. <laughs> so I grabbed his, the burger mm-hmm. and I like pushed it toward him. And he was like, I don't want it for free. I wanted it on time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, listen, I can't go back in time yeah. and make your burger for you while I'm at the bar. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's over. Okay, I get that you're mad and you were hungry. Sure. So I pushed it to him and he pushed it toward me. And, and I just wanted him out so yeah. bad. We were, we were pushing this burger. <laughs> like back a reverse tug and of and war. Started, here. Yeah. yeah, it started. It like almost came into like a food fight. And oh I was my like, God. Listen. It's like, you need to get out. He was right by the door, too. He really had very easy access to leave. And then, like, a few of, like, my regulars kind of stood up and, like... Yeah. So, that's the only the only uh, way that people have ever gotten bounced out of here was, like, regulars helping out. Although, I've done it, too, myself. There was this really drunk guy, like, leaning over everyone. And nobody that I worked with was doing anything. But one person has to stand up. So, I was like, it's going to be me. <laughs> I take him by the back of the jacket. And he was, like, this, like, ah, I don't know. He's probably, like, I'm about five foot five. This guy was probably about... 5'10". Not huge, but not small. Mm-hmm. And I just take him by the back of the jacket and he's so drunk that he's just like, okay, I guess. <laughs> okay. And then he like kind of wakes up and he realizes that and he like, f- like flings his arm Whoa. and I was just like, no, it was like not a big deal. But then everybody's like, oh, tries now, to be tough guy sudden, and then yeah. like, oh, I'm going to help. Oh, geez. And then once they Thanks, get him out, they're like, can you believe that? He's sw- I'm like, you know, I could have used your help but like <laughs> 10 Minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is really hard to get people out of here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one particular regular, I would say every month or two, will get like just mouthy and like, and everybody's like, oh man, I wish she was out of here. So we're yeah. like, hey, can you leave? And then he's like, don't, you're insulting my intelligence. You're insulting my, and just keep saying you're insulting my intelligence. And my comeback for that is you've had, Five beers and like six shots. No one is intelligent after that. Oh my gosh. Einstein would not be intelligent (laughs) after five beers. And and that's our fault though. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's it's also. He ordered them. It's not all your fault. He did order them. Yeah. And other people for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, let me get this. Guy. Okay. Like, <laughs> Gee, I don't thanks, know. guys. So your regulars have not? saved you, and they also, yeah, sounds <laughs> Can like. Can not yeah. get that for him? Please. Can you stop? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Are we running an experiment on this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the big thing is just knowing, yeah, sometimes you have to be direct with them, and sometimes that's oh, yeah. enough, and other times you have to get. Sometimes you just have to ignore them, too. Like, okay. if you just ignore it. And because the more they get told to be like, leave, 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 you have to leave. Yeah. It's the more like, no, I, no, I don't. No, I don't. I own this bar. <laughs> just like I come in here every day. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Right. I know you do. <laughs> well, I have one more question for you. Can you share one cocktail recipe with us? What's one thing you really um, like to make? I really like to make, I have two, a margarita, really, but I like to make it with only the three ingredients. I like to make maybe like three and a half ounces tequila, like two ounces triple sec, and then an ounce and a half of lime juice, and that's it. Okay. Shake it up. That's it. No sour mix, no margarita mix, nothing like that. Just lime juice, tequila, triple sec. That's good. Why would you even, yeah, it's one of those drinks, why do you even really need to use a mix? 
because well, it's so basic. I think, well, it's usually because and it like so good when you do yeah. it like that. Yeah, I think it's because lime juice, fresh, actual fresh lime juice mm-hmm. that's not like from like that little lime thing yeah. that you get in the the grocery store. It's kind of expensive and it kind of takes a lot of work. I used to do it a lot, especially during the summertime. I used to just juice limes, and it was always worth it. Like, okay. I think it's always a tasty, and it's great for mojitos too. If you just use like actual ingredients, yeah. it's really good. Cool. And what was the second one? An old fashioned. I like to use simple syrup, like really as much like concentrated as possible. Like it's as much sugar that can go into water without Mm -hmm. solidifying. Wow. And just like use a little bit of that. I kind of don't measure a lot. I kind of just kind of like feel it out. So I use a little bit of that, splash some bitters, take an orange slice and a cherry, muddle that together. Okay. And then, you are uh, a muddler. All right. And I know <laughs> muddle, muddle that. that. That has caused a lot of uh, <laughs> online debate. Do you oh, muddle or you not don't muddle? muddle? Oh, okay. I do. No, I, and I'm for that. But oh, uh, I know okay, it's, okay. <laughs> so it's, a, it's debateful. Yeah. What else would you do? Would you just spoon Some it? Some people don't muddle. They just, just don't. You shake it as hard as you can. I guess so. I guess you. I mean, mm. I guess you could do that. Okay. I don't know. Uh, no, okay. I don't want to. But for me, no, no, no. I muddle. All right. And then um, it's all I've ever known. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Then I put the liquor onto the, um, I usually maker's mark, but any anything else. If I were going to drink it myself, yeah. I would probably do bullet. Okay. But um, I do maker's just because it's what a lot of people ask for. And I just kind of assume that people want maker's. Sure. So uh, put that on top, put some ice in it, shake that up. And then in a new glass, have like fresh rocks and orange peel like to twist it, make mm-hmm. it look really pretty. <laughs> and then a new cherry and then strain out everything else and just in there. Oh, very And then cool. put it over the ice. It's tasty. Nice. I like to make that drink mm-hmm. when it's slow. Okay. So please, <laughs> yes, if, it's, if, it's, <laughs> if you're listening to this, and you're like, I'm going to go into Plan B when it's super busy. Yeah, right. And, and order, order an old fashioned. Order six Maybe old four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, Megan, really appreciate your time. Thank you for uh, talking to me about Thank this. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. I'm so happy to wear these headphones <laughs> and, and talk into a microphone. I think it's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. No problem.